It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. And it's a pleasure, as it always is, to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, best-selling author, speaker and consultant. And I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Last week, we explored the world of bandage dresses and how you can run a business in one country with your team in another and your customers in another. Um, if you want to hear more on that, check out episode 63 with Charles Fitzgerald of The Cools Shop. Um, this week, though, we're back in the UK. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. Nick Griffiths is the co-owner of Any Old Lights, a bricks and clicks retailer specialising in vintage and new maritime and industrial lighting, as well as maritime collectibles. They took their first online sale in 2014 and the website now turns over about £25,000 per month, which is up five times since last year. Hi, Nick. Hello there. Um, I've just given our listeners a really quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you personally get started off in this marvellous world of e-commerce? Um, I spent uh, 20 odd years in London as, as a journalist and then moved with my family to Cornwall where my wife grew up. And um, there's not much journalism in Cornwall to speak of. So, so true. <laughs> I retrained. Well, I did a course in, uh, in WordPress design, website design with a bit of SEO thrown in. And then a friend of mine bought a few ship's lights to set up this company, which was, I think, pie in the sky at the time, really. Um, So I built the Any Old Lights website for him. And normally you would expect um, for Google to bed in after quite some time. You wouldn't expect to sell very quickly. Um, And and he got a sale like within, I think, a month, it was. And And then a few more sales. I didn't really have that much stock to speak of, so it was quite obvious that he'd, he'd found something here mm. that was worth looking into. Um, so he said, do you want to come in with me? So I, I put a few quid in, and um, we started up Any Old Lights. Nice. Yeah, it is It is quite unusual to you know, to not put a lot of marketing behind the website and suddenly find you're getting sales. So so yes, when you, when you hit on one of those little gold mines, you've got to chase it, haven't you? Yeah, that was the idea. Um, but then it was about working out why we'd hit on a gold mine <laughs> and how to expand on the gold mine. So, yeah, it's been a massive learning curve. Yeah, we know we've got a gold mine. We just don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So so where are you? So that was about two years ago. So where are you right now? You're obviously, you mentioned you're in Cornwall. And whereabouts are you selling to? Um, so we're based in Foy in Cornwall. Um, and it's 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 quite a good town for there's a big sort of regatta scene here so it has a sort of maritime history to it which is good for our ships lights um so we get quite a few visitors down um who buy our lights um but then we also sell um worldwide on the web we've sold we just sold a um a very exclusive little um fresnel ships light to a hotel group in dubai we've sold we've sold a lot to spain recently maybe it's the mm. value of the pound um, USA, Canada, um, we're also on Etsy and that's very good for sales to America and Canada. Um, but yeah, we sold worldwide, we sold stuff to China and Hong Kong, all over the place. Oh, excellent. So, um, what's the platform you're selling on? Are you still on WordPress? Yeah, I'm on a WordPress site with the WooCommerce, um, uh, e-commerce extension. Uh, I've got a few plugins that I use with that. 
Um, so, yeah, we've got the WooCommerce WordPress site, and we also sell on Etsy. I did try um, eBay, but it was oh, it wasn't much fun. <laughs> uh, so we dumped that, and I've tried a thing called Spreezy, which is um, is supposed to monetize Instagram and Twitter, but it <clears throat> again. It doesn't seem to do very much of the sort. So we're, we're pretty fixed next in WooCommerce. So, um, so Sweezy, how, how are you spelling that? Spreezy, S-P-R-E-E-S-Y. <clears throat> it looks very nice. It's got a nice um, interface, but um, we've seen no sales on it. But the, the thing is that our product um, is quite expensive. They're quite exclusive, generally. It's not sort of little knickknacks. Which are, I think probably a lot easier to sell because it's you know it's just pocket money stuff. Ours, you really need to want to buy a light um, to buy a light, which I think has made it more difficult for us to to find avenues to sell through. Which is why I think our own website WooCommerce works really well, and Etsy has its sort of vintage um, connotations, which works well for us as well. Yeah, it's kind of more the considered purchase, isn't it? It's not the the knee jerk social media got to have that now type piece, Absolute, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned you've got a couple of widgets in the WooCommerce site. What what have you got going on? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Having not, hang on, I'm I'm in the back end of the site. Yeah, let's have oh, a look excellent. Right. We get we're getting the news right straight from the uh, from the login here from the admin section. Uh, plugins. Here we go. I mean, it's been mainly about because it's one one of the really difficult things I found was was charging the right post shipping. To, to people it's the um i had Jigashop as another um e-commerce plugin for, for uh, wordpress and woocommerce and their shipping options are awful their, their their shipping calculator i found just never worked um so i've now gone i've got a thing called cart-based shipping where you just plug in the weight of the product see again this is why the lights are so different from you know selling a, a little knickknack yeah um and based on the weight um, which is what UPS that we use charge by, um, based on the weight, we can charge them exactly how much their shipping should cost. Oh, yeah, it's one of the big challenges, I guess, especially with the overseas, is you've got big, bulky, heavy products that have to be well packaged and delivered with care. So <laughs> you've got to get those postage prices right, or either you're losing a lot of money or the customer's going to be annoyed. Well, uh, you know, in the early days, we were so naive, we did free shipping because we thought people would um, would, would like that. And of course, they do like that. But um, what we discovered was that... Um, once you start ship, start charging shipping, no one minds that at all. I mean, this is the, the sort of learning curve we're talking about. I think we were both quite naive business business wise, and we've learned an awful lot in the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely charge the right shipping was one lesson we learned. It's interesting, is it? Because in a lot of a lot of marketplaces going, in, sorry, a lot of product sectors. I'll be I'll be more specific with my wording. Um, there's you've got to go. You've got to give a free PMP option because it makes a massive difference to conversion, but if you're in a sector where it's a really, I'm, I want that, I must have that, that's going to finish my room, that's going to be perfect in my restaurant, in my hotel, then actually being transparent about the pricing and charging the correct postage because people know it's going to cost something actually massively improves your margins for the business overall. So it really is all about that test and measure. You've got to start somewhere, but then do some tests around it to find the right model, the right mix for your business. I think that's exactly right, yeah. So are there any other little plugins that are screaming to you from the screen there? Um, uh, yeah, there's another one that I use called uh, WooCommerce TM Extra Product Options. 
Um, and that's um, sort of variations on a product. So um, we do lights in different colours. Um, and uh, using that, I can now offer people on the, on screen at the, at the time of purchase um, which lights they want. They can also customise lights different colours using that. So it just gives you, uh, it's rather than having a standard sim- simple product, you can have your various product options, which I find really useful. Um, I've got AdWords tracking because we did try AdWords, Google AdWords for a bit. Um, I've got the all-in-one SEO pack, which allows you to um, to uh, specify your titles and um, and preamble in, a, in Google's set amount of words. You can tell I learned all this off cuff. I don't know any of the words. <laughs> I know what I have to do. I can't tell you what it's actually called in Google speak. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't um, matter, does it? So long as you know what you've got to do, then it's okay. Absolutely, until you have to explain it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I think we all know what you're talking about there. So, so what does your what does your team look like at the moment, Nick? Um, well, uh, to start with, it was just me and Patrick, the co-owner, um, and he's uh, he used to be in the building trade, knows everything about electrics. So he does all the sort of warehousing and the shipping. And I've basically sat in this office um, doing all the tech stuff, um, including learning about SEO, uh, which I think is absolutely bang on the most crucial thing you can do. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the tech guy. Um, now, as we've expanded, because it was, it was a sort of 16 hours a day thing for a, a year and a half, um, we've got a couple of people in the shop that we've just opened up. Um, and we've got um, my wife um, sits downstairs in the house, and she does was just starting to work on um, the book, the bookkeeping, but also the the um, the social media and our um, our press releases. Oh, so it's all going on at the minute, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. There's still so much that we can do, and I'm well aware of it. It's just having the time to do it. You know, we're a very small team, and anyone out there who's got the same size of team who's just building something up you know i i am um, i sympathize with you but it's just about putting the hours in and then eventually because i think now the website is sort of more or less there it's taken a long time you know just just putting a product in takes ages um but now we're finally starting to look at focusing on things like instagram uh more on twitter some direct marketing campaigns and the fact that we haven't done these yet properly, we've, we've done them little bits, um, but are still at the stage where we're at, um, growing really heavily is, is very positive because we've still got all these things that we can do and they will hopefully grow us even further than we already are. I think it's one of the biggest challenges for all e-commerce businesses from you know those with one or two employees from to those with hundreds is there's about a million things I could be doing right now, all of yeah. which might help. Absolutely, um, <laughs> many of which won't. Yes, um, but you, you've got to read through it all, and, and much of it, particularly in the SEO arena, is turgid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, some of it just, and also you know, being self-taught, and they use such jargon. They do love their jargon, um, so a lot of it doesn't make any sense to me, and a lot of it bores me. But you know, within all that tedium, there are some gems to be had. And it's about sort of reading through it and, and weeding them out and just trying them out um, and, and seeing what comes of it. And I'm guessing, you know, given your focus on SEO and given the unique nature of many of your products, one of the most important jobs in the business is getting the product on the website accurately 
And interestingly, because it's not like you're putting up a product listing and you've got 100 units of stock behind it. No, exactly. I mean, I would say also it's it's at the very first point about getting the product right. Um, we do find that most of our lights sell because they are quite different. You know, we've got some lovely old um, vintage industrial lights from, from factories around the country. We've got some beautiful brass and copper lights from, from ships around the world. Um, but unless you've got a product that someone wants, there's no point spending ages sticking it in, photographing it. I mean... And, and you, you renovate know, many of your lights as well, don't you? So it's not like you're buying it from a warehouse and putting it on the website the next day. You actually renovate a lot of them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, we're, we're shipping from worldwide. We're renovating them ourselves. It's an awful lot of work before they even get there. But, I mean, our, our photography is, has come on in, in leaps and bounds. We started off just sort of photographing something on the ground outside our warehouse. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean, it, was, it, was, it was so sort of... Um, just we had so much to get done we were just rushing through it and finally as as time wore on and stuff got done we could we could just make it neater and nicer so we've now got a proper studio set up in our warehouse to take the photographs because photography is so important to these things um uh and then uh yeah describing the uh the lights um calling them the right things going through your google um Keywords planner and finding out what people call them themselves. You know, are they, yeah. they called famed lights? Are they vintage lights? Um, yeah, it's, it's a right old hornet's nest. But I think we are slowly getting towards you know the, the right sort of um, the right sort of approach. So, what do you think right now, Nick, is the most awesome thing about any old lights? Um, <clears throat> I think it is the the growth we've achieved. We suddenly found, and I think it was just a combination of a lot of things that we'd done. It was, it's, I don't think you could pinpoint one single thing. Um, but around um, November of last year, uh, our online sales, just the, the, the graph just went boom. And since then, we've maintained that. And every month since, we've, we've broken our online sales records. Um, so, yeah, we're doing something right somewhere. <laughs> Once I can pinpoint exactly what it is, I can become a business guru and a multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so so that must have been pretty cool is, is you got that. It was November, December peak, and you're like, oh, no, is this just Christmas or is this going to sustain? And it must have been Absolutely. brilliant when you got to January and you're like, no, it's still going. Yeah, January and February went up and up again. And, you know, you don't expect anyone to buy a light in January. But it's with the, the just the, the buying habits of, of the public are so strange. People, a lot of people buy lights that go on eleven o'clock at night. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So I don't. It's, it's it's such a difficult thing to get your head around. But it's something which. But you. But you think that that growth has been down to just getting the product right, the positioning right, getting the SEO right, and really just focusing on the core elements of the business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, I've got a few a few key questions I wanted to ask you, so I'm going to dive into those if that's all right with you. Sure. Um, we've talked about getting the product right and about the SEO front. Um, I often get asked how many times a week or how many times a month should one blog in e-commerce, and mm-hmm. you've got a pretty in-depth, frequently posting blog that many people I speak to in e-commerce would go, "Oh my God, how do they do that?" So. What, what's been your decisions around blogging and prioritising that and, and really getting across the cl- quite clearly the passion you all have for the product? Um, I think the blog is absolutely crucial. I think it's one of the most important things you can do for SEO. 
Um, I mean, Google are quite secretive about their SEO, but I, th- I think that's it's fair to say that because it updates the site on a regular basis, um, it, it, it puts in a lot of keywords on a regular basis, um, but it also gives the customer some trust in, in what you're doing. I think, uh, you know, the About Us page, we didn't have very much of an About Us to start with, um, and I think that was wrong. I think the, the more you sort of show that your human people are the little team in Cornwall behind this lighting business, you're not some people, just some chances with a couple of posh lights. Um, <laughs> And, um, yeah, we, we try to, I mean, that, again, it's just finding time, but, um, we try to, um, blog, I'd, I'd like to blog two or three times a week. Um, and since my wife has taken on the, the social media side, hopefully we're going to get that together. But yeah, we, um, I think that the, you cannot blog enough. I mean, I've been reading more about SEO, which I do a lot. And, um, they used to say that, um, or I, I heard that you should write at least 300 words. But the current thinking is that you can write up to 3,000 words. I don't know who's got time to do that. I don't think that's <laughs> humanly feasible or necessary. Um, yeah, I, I'd see a 3,000-word blog post and go, well, you could split that down into three or four or five or six blogs, cover more keywords and make it much more effective. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'd do. But, but the, you know, the, the, I've, I've read various articles on, on current thinking. They're, they're saying whack it all down, but I... I I'm, I agree with you, and equally, I, I don't have time to write three thousand words in one go. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's all very well reading all this stuff and thinking I'm, I should do that, but you just have to think I haven't got time for that, and I, I will prioritise that. Yeah, it's interesting on the word count front because I write for a lot of different websites, you know, articles to different places, and pretty much all of them are asking for sub seven hundred word articles. Oh right, that's quite interesting. Um, <laughs> that that know, gives me hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just for those of you out there going three thousand words, I've do you really don't. It's almost. Yeah, I don't think anyone asks me for more than that. It's always six hundred, seven hundred words, shorter if you like. Or if you need a couple of extra hundred to make the point, that's okay, we'll allow you. So they're very mm. much going for the shorter, more pithy pieces. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to know. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I really wanted to get into, oh, sorry, actually, before we get into that, about us pages, um, I know anyone who's, who's read Customer Manipulation, my new book, will know there's quite a large section in there about on About Us pages. You'll also be glad to know I'm currently working on compiling a list of great e-commerce About Us pages, which any old lights will be featured in, because you have a fantastic About Us page, Nick. Oh, thank um, you. How did it, was that kind of the, from the here's our address to the next version of the About Us page. Was it one iteration or has it taken you quite a lot of going back to build it up to where you've got it to? Um, it's been three or four iterations. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty basic to start with. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was sort of terms and conditions with very little about us. In fact, almost nothing, I think, because I, I thought I didn't really want people to know that there was only two of us running this thing. Um, which was wrong. Um, um, so then I put us in and our little stories, and then we've gathered our little team over over the last few months. So so the team's gone in, um, and I've just put in a bit more about how we source our lights because I think that's interesting to people. And I, th- I think the more you can tell a, foot, a rounded, um, colourful story, uh, the better about us page will be. It's interesting how people like to try and when they think we're too small, we ought to hide behind our anonymity. It's like, 
No, don't do that because that make that's that's exactly the wrong thing to do. You want to go. We're passionate. There's not many of us, but we really care about you. You can see our faces. You know who you're trusting to get that product to you. Um, yeah, another of those those mistakes that you sort of you you, you learn as you go along. And um, you've you've made a lot of kind of iterations of your bricks presence you've gone through quite a lot of different ways of, of working out how a retail premises works for you are you able to talk us through that a little bit uh but the, what the, the bricks and mortar shop yeah the bricks and mortar shop sure um so we started online and made a reasonable number of sales but it wasn't really a massive business proposition for the first few months as i would imagine most people will find and then we got offered a pop-up shop uh, here in Foy, a coffee shop that shuts down over the winter. Um, and we thought, well, we've got nothing to lose. And it'll be interesting to see whether people will actually come in and, and buy our lights when they see them and hold them in their hands. And they they really did. It was, uh, it's amazing how, um, uh, how many, how, how, how you can get sales just by showing people these lights. I remember, um, when my, when Patrick, um, first showed me one, one of these um, original ship's bulkheads. I'd only seen the photo, and I thought it was about six inches diameter. It was, it was over a foot in diameter. It's very <laughs> difficult to get scale across. When you see it, you think, blimey, that's a big old light for the money. Um, so the pop-up shop worked, but they're not, we're, we're stuck with um, rents uh, mm. and things like that, um, which in Cornwall, despite the fact it's the poorest county in the country, are enormously high because there's lots of um, absentee landlords. However, um, we chanced upon one place that where we where we know someone when we shared a shop um, from summer of last year uh, with Tipper's Treasures, the uh, Antiques Emporium, which wasn't ideal because he he's well he, he's basically an antiques emporium, so it's just loads of stuff, the sort yeah. of thing you see on those um, daytime TV shows, and us are down one side. Um, then he he um, he left over Christmas, and we got the place to ourselves from uh, February. So now we've got a—I mean, it's just so much lovelier. We've got a whole um, section along one wall of lights on stands, which is one interesting point. Actually, we sell a lot of lights on stands in the shop, but we sell hardly any online. Really? Uh, yeah, um, I think it's because when you go in and see them, you think, "Blimey." <laughs> whereas trying to get it across in a in a photograph on a screen that's about two inches high i just don't think people can, can see it and I, I i can't see a way around that short of um having holographics where you can project the actual light into their into their room yeah it's it's, it's harder to sell those those higher ticket items online than it is in the shop so basically you, you've kind of given it a little test when the opportunity came along. Then you've started getting involved in a more permanent setup and now you're, you're out on your own and you're able to properly make that space work just right for your products. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, there has been talk of a, a showroom um, elsewhere and I think we've got enough stock now because this is the thing, our, bus- our business is so stock heavy. Uh, and they're bulky items, so you know we needed the, the, the warehouse, um, and we needed to build up a lot of stock. Originally, we'd have one of each um, light because that's all we could afford to buy. Mm. But then, of course, commercial customers particularly want a lot of lights, and even the domestic market do. So you know, it was a, it was, it's it's very stock heavy. So we had to just build up enough cash 
to build and get all this stock. Um, but now we've got loads of stock. We've got a chance of, of perhaps opening up another outlet. And um, well, we'll see how it goes because we've only been here for in the shop us, ourselves for since February. So we'll see how it goes. But I think we've reached the point where we might even be able to open up another branch. Ah, oh, excellent. I guess, and also your shop-wise, we're just everyone knows we're recording this at the beginning of July before the schools break up and this is going live in mid-August where my anticipation is that Nick and his team are going to be, um, in fact this might even be going out during Foy week, so um, you're, they're going to be inundated with hundreds of people in that shop and hopefully a huge number of lights shifting. So I guess there's there's an awful lot to see what happens with that with that solo bricks and mortar location over the key summer period in the village that you're you're based in. Absolutely. I mean, last year when we shared the shop, summer was was obviously an absolute peak time for us. And um, the same around November, December, because you get quite a lot of people down for the Christmas holiday. It's quite a tourist destination. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just about starting now. I think the public school holiday started last weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, yeah, I, I'm hoping by the time this goes out that... Um, I'll be uh, on Necker or somewhere with uh, <laughs> Rich. <laughs> well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you on that one. <laughs> uh, right then, Nick, I think it's time we move into our top tips round. And I really love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Are you ready for this bit, Nick? I am, yeah. Excellent. So the book top tip, if everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I'm not going to help your business here. <laughs> I would recommend you read a book called Bowie on Bowie, which is Ooh. I'm a massive David Bowie fan and I've absolutely loved it. And my recommendation would, if you've taken Friday off, stop reading business books and just enjoy yourself for a day because it's hard enough work otherwise. <laughs> I, I love that. That as a sentiment, I have to say. Um, I'm very much a when I'm not working, I'm not working person. So we like that. What's What's so good about the Bowie on Bowie book? Um, well, because he's, I mean, he's dead. I can't believe it still. Um, and it's the closest you'll get to a Bowie autobiography because it's all in his own words. Excellent. Well, there's a nice off the wall tip for everybody. Get out in the sunlight, sunshine and, uh, and read, read your favourite book or Bowie on Bowie if, you, if you're looking for some, some off the wall inspiration. Um, the traffic top tip next, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Uh, well, the marketing method is all about SEO, basically. Um, so, you know, if you're on the first page of Google for your vintage lighting, reclaimed lighting, ships, lights, product, um, you'll you'll see a lot of traffic. Um, so um, I don't have a specific tip because SEO is such a, a, a massive subject. But I, I suppose if you, probably blogging as regularly as possible will help you, your SEO better than most things you could do. Excellent. Um, and to check out, um, I, I, I've got a sort of monitoring thing called Wincher, W-I-N-C-H-E-R.com. Uh, and they basically just tell you whereabouts for all your keywords you are on Google at any time uh, of the day. And also you can put in your competitors and see where you compare with those. Oh, excellent. So you can keep an eye. We like that. We like little little tools, uh, which brings us on to the tool top tip, uh, strangely enough, which is maybe a collaboration tool or a social media plugin, a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we just communicate by email. Um, I, I'm obsessed with email as long as it's written down. I know I've got to do it. Um, 
We have started getting into um, uh, pivot tables with Excel, which isn't my arena. I don't do anything to do with the finance tool. And I know what things cost, but that's about the end of it. Um, but um, Sinead has been doing, and um, Tracy in our shop have been working with pivot tables. So we've got a much better idea of um, stock intake and uh, how much we're making on certain items. Um, but uh, no, nothing, nothing there specifically. So I suppose, to be fair, you've your team's only really just starting to grow, isn't it? So... Is yeah, it, there were only two, two of us until about four or five months ago. Yeah, so you're, you're kind of waiting for the pain points to materialise so you can work out what the tool's going to be. Oh, we've, we've had various pain points. <laughs> <laughs> a necessary part of business. If you're not getting pain points, you're not working hard enough. Absolutely. Um, okay, so the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? It would be to source the right product, to find the right product, um, Google it, see who's got it doing it um, as well, um, because if you're in a saturated market, you've got, I would suggest, no chance. Um, if you've got something a bit different or you've got something you can do a bit differently with it, then you have got a chance. Um, then you've got to source the right suppliers. So research the market, research the competitors, and if you're really certain at the end of all that, then go ahead and build your e-commerce website. Excellent. I like I like that. I think it's that bit about researching the competitors. I think it's such a tricky thing to do because it's obviously going to be a lot easier if you're doing something that you can see someone else is doing. So you know people actually want to buy the product, but at the same time you don't want it to be saturated. It's a really fine line, I think. That's one thing I'm I'm working on in my head at the moment. Right. Well, Master Plan World, enough of, enough of what's going on in my head. Um, you can find these top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 64. Nick, before we say goodbye, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Mm-hmm. Uh, ta- um, so the website is anyoldlights.co.uk. Um, we're on all the social media. We're increasingly using them, but... Um, we're mainly on Twitter at Any Old Lights. We're also on Instagram uh, slash Any Old Lights and Facebook slash Any Old Lights. <laughs> There's a theme developing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just slash Any Old Lights anything and you hopefully will find us. Excellent. Well, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 64 or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Nick, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce masterplan podcast today and for being so generous, sharing your experience of starting up online, SEO, blogging and bricks and mortar stores as well. It's been great. Thank you so much. Enjoyed it. Oh, how great to catch up with a business that's experiencing such growth, even if you're not quite sure how they're doing it. But I have to say my best guess would be they've really got to understand their product. They're putting that great content up there on the website, building all those trust metrics. And the blogs are great. Really do go and check out their both the blog and the About Us page. And of course, the product pages as well, because it's really interesting to see what any old lights are doing to build space in such an interesting product niche. As one of our subscribers, if you're enjoying the e-commerce master plan podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends. I'm on a mission this summer to increase our listenership so even more people get to hear what we're up to here. So please, whether you're tweeting about us, Facebooking us, chatting to people over a coffee, a pint, whilst buying some 
vintage marine maritime even lights i don't mind and if you really fancy helping out then head over to itunes and put a review on there for us because that will put us higher in the itunes rankings algorithms seo etc etc and put us in front of lots more people so have a great week everybody and uh, don't forget to keep optimizing bye Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.